Today, I want to tell you about a company that I personally love and use their products in my home. Easy Peasy is a company that makes mealtimes less messy and more fun. Their environmentally friendly products are safe for your children and help your children self-feed and meet developmental milestones. At our house, we personally love the mini cup, and it was the first open cup we introduced to the girls to help them learn how to drink on their own. And their placemats and plates are also amazing because they stick right to the table and are easy to clean. So right now, Easy Peasy is offering free shipping for orders $50 or more. So use the link in the show notes to shop and then get free shipping. Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life podcast. My name is Rachel Steele and I'm really glad that you are here. The Front Porch is where we practice hospitality, empower others to share their stories, and live a simple and intentional life. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, Happy Tuesday. I'm really glad that we get to spend this time together. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the couple days of um, an extra hour of daylight. I know that it can sometimes be not so fun to change the times with little ones. And um, honestly, I feel like this one is sometimes a little bit easier than the fall back because in the fall, we as adults think, wow, this will be so great. We get an extra hour of sleep, but then our kids still wake up. at the same time that they usually would, which is then feels earlier to us. Um, but anyway, with the spring forward, you know, it's Sunday morning, we just had to get the girls up. So we got them up at their usual time. It felt an hour earlier to them. So they were a little sleepy and tired, but, um, I feel like that kind of helped them to go to bed, even though it felt early um, that night and yeah, we're just rolling with it. So I'm excited for, a little bit more of a taste of spring and summer and getting to do some of those things outside just opens up opportunities to uh, just be outside with the girls, see people, and just feel a little bit more social. So on that note, this episode today is with my friend Ashley. And Ashley and I just met a little less than a year ago, and she and her husband and their kids moved into our neighborhood. And because the weather was nice at the time of year that they moved in, I was just on a walk with the girls and um, I'd seen that their house had gone up for sale and that someone else had purchased it. And I got to just meet their family on a whim as I was walking by. And it's just been a really fun friendship. And Mike and I have been really blessed by them. And it's just been so natural. And, you know, I feel like Uh, moving back to the neighborhood, well, not the exact neighborhood, but moving back to the town that I grew up in, you know, you already know a lot of people. And so you don't really have to practice the skills of making friends. You know, it's just more of picking up where you left off. Um, But it's been fun just to see these new families coming into the neighborhood and really diving deeper into how do we pursue friendships as adults, as moms, as women. And actually on Instagram, I asked um, a few different times, just what are some of the topics that you would be interested in hearing about? And a lot of you said friendship, um, especially in these days of COVID and we were isolated for so long. It's like we forgot how to initiate with people. We forgot how to, you know, just invite someone for a play date or invite someone to coffee. It feels a little foreign to us. And so I think that this is just a really um, important conversation right now, and Ashley is one of the best in terms of being an intentional friend, and we haven't even known each other for hardly even a year, but I just feel like our friendship has grown so deep so quickly because she is very good at just being intentional, asking the right questions, you know, even as we're having a play date and our kids are going crazy, like, we're still able to have good conversation and I'm really thankful for her friendship and I'm thankful for the ideas she gives us in this episode of how to 
make friends and how to initiate. And I think one of the things she said that was very profound and just um, eye-opening for me was, you know, don't be afraid to ask and don't be um, upset about a small rejection. You know, you might invite someone for a play date or try to schedule a play date with them. And they might be in a really busy season. Maybe it's a really busy week for them and they might have to say no. And that's okay. And we have to expect that they are going to say no at some point and just say, okay, that's great. Like, let's find another time, you know, maybe text me in a week and we can figure something out. But not getting so upset over those things and feeling like it's a failure, but just realizing that, you know, one no is okay because there might be a dozen yeses down the road. So. I really hope that this will encourage you to just reach out to anyone that you might run into or people that you feel like God is putting on your heart and let's be better about making friends. So today I have my friend Ashley on. Ashley, thanks for coming on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, It's been fun that we um, got to meet, I guess it was eight months ago, last spring, almost a year. Is that that right? It could have been a year. (laughs) Somewhere around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just been fun to hang out with you this past year or so and um, just get to know you and your family better. So would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. Uh, My name is Ashley and I have three small children, a four and a half year old daughter, a two and a half year old son, and a 10 month old son. Yeah. And we live uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah. And um, what do you do currently? Yeah. So I am a Um, I run a photography business part-time, and then I would say I, like, mostly stay home with my kids, too. That's the goal, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's fun to watch you run your business, and we'll get to talk a little bit about, like, balancing all those things, because I know there's a lot of people listening that have, you know, like, a full-time job and, you know, kids or part-time or, like you, they're running their own business, so um, I'm excited to talk about some of those tips and tricks you have for balancing things (laughs) or trying to trying to (laughs) um since this is called the front porch life would you tell us about your porch a little bit sure um so my front porch is it's not large but we have two rocking chairs and um I think what I love most about it is that now that the weather is clearing up a little bit people are just walking on our street all the time um and so it's not hard to see people when I go out on my porch, just enjoying the weather, walking their dogs, their kids, that kind of stuff. Um, and my kids like to play in our front yard. We have a little bit more green space out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really fun about our neighborhood, um, just people walking and it's easy to meet people that way. And yes. actually we met that way yes. because I was on a walk with the girls and saw your husband. Well, I'd seen just because I walked the neighborhood a lot, seen your house go up for sale and then seeing that it had been, you know, sold and, and all of that. So just kind of noticed that pe- new people had yes. <laughs> moved in. Um, but I think it's been fun because it was a very um, just natural way to meet someone of like, you know I already knew the neighborhood and your kids like ran out and like were talking to mine so that was fun mm-hmm. um but I think I, I like that story because it was natural and I think a lot of times people have trouble thinking about ways to meet new people or um to have community or meet friends so what is um what is something that you feel like you've done to cultivate community, whether that be in this new neighborhood or with um, other relationships that you have? Yeah. Well, I will say that the kids help Mm -hmm. because they just don't, at least my children, like they're not shy and they love meeting people. And so they're just not afraid to approach people like 
that are walking by our house and ask them their names and especially if they're kids they just want to know who they are and so um, it challenges me to step outside my comfort zone and um, not just keep my head down but Mm -hmm. to actually get to know my neighbors and say hello and um, I think just taking that first step sometimes is um, that's a really good start is just saying hello introducing yourself and then um, the thing that I have found to be most helpful when it comes to making adult friends is just initiating and um, leaving space for that person to say no and being okay with that but then when someone says no just to continue to ask mm-hmm. and Rachel you're really good at that too oh thank you <laughs> um, but I think so much of it is um, you know we're not teenagers anymore we don't need to be worried about like insecurities that don't really matter mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times it's just a matter of not taking a no personally yeah. Um, and assuming the best in people and giving other people the opportunity to um, meet you and get to know you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's one of the things I admire most about you is I think you are really good at being intentional with people. Um, Thanks. Yeah. And like, I've just seen you bring in new moms that have moved into the neighborhood and inviting them to like our little moms group that we have which is so cool I mean I think it's so easy like you said to just kind of have your head down and be Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm doing this job right now in my front yard and I'm working and I'm with my kids and I I already have some friends you know and um but I think you do a really nice job of just like reaching out to other people and um and bringing them along so I, I like that a lot thanks Yeah, we felt super, um, well, we had a vision when we moved into our neighborhood that we wanted to send our kids to the schools here, we wanted to invest here, and um, we wanted to get to know people from all different walks of life in our neighborhood, and we wanted to raise our children alongside, you know, and and that our neighbors, the cool thing about neighbors is that we all kind of chose to live in the same place for maybe different reasons, but it's neat that God has placed us all here Mm -hmm. and um it's such like a a unique relationship like it feels really special if I were to see you in some other part of town I'd be like oh that's my neighbor yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and so neighbor neighborhood and neighboring is something that I have always um wanted to do well Mm. but just moving quite a few times in my marriage haven't really gotten the chance to plant roots and now that we have that chance I don't want to um lose it you know I don't want to miss out on opportunities to get to know people and welcome people in and I'm new but I'm like hey I have a home you can come into my home if you yeah even though I'm the new person I you know I have no problem inviting other people in and I think that's another thing too is just hospitality and not um, worrying about like oh is my house good enough or do I have the right toys or the right coffee or anything (laughs) but just um, being unapologetically yourself and Mm -hmm. um, some people or most people I feel like are just grateful for an invitation yeah definitely and I think you know I've experienced that with playdates with Mm -hmm. you and other moms is it's like I've gone into playdates and my kids are just screaming (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. But, but you know, it's just that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is it is just the invitation. Like, it's just nice to know, oh, I, I have someone that I can connect with this mm-hmm. morning. And my kids can play with their kids. And, yeah, just taking away that pressure of having to have everything perfect. Right. Because it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, not everyone's comfortable inviting people into their home. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Like, but... I think just making an invitation regardless is the key is, you know, I, I feel like often in my early, my younger years, I, when I came to a new church, I just like was waiting for people to invite me to do things. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, oh, like I can just invite people to do things. I can just initiate. And, um, yeah, the, the doors that open when you initiate people, initiate with people are great. Yeah, so you feel like it was a skill that you had to practice over time. absolutely, because kind of like what I said before, people will say no, Mm -hmm. and usually they have 
valid, great reasons for saying no, but learning to not take the no personally and learning to just continue to extend an invitation even um, when it feels hard or when it feels like hopeless, Mm -hmm. um, that's, I feel like that does take some skin thickening. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And just like you said, just not taking it personally. And then maybe in a couple weeks being like, Hey, when are are you free this week? You know, and just trying again, because we all have busy seasons and sometimes things open up Mm -hmm. later on. Yeah. I think that's good. Have you felt like, because I know sometimes Mike and I have had to talk about like, okay, what are some rhythms that we can kind of put into our family um, like calendar or looking at the month, um, whether that be with people that we're trying to meet, like new people or um, maybe community that you already have when it comes to church or, um, you know, even even family. Do you guys feel like you have some monthly weekly rhythms that you do with those people um so we do meet with our small group weekly and that's a huge part of just having consistent community and having um and we're really committed to that and I feel like everyone in our small group is really committed and so um that's important to us but Mm then um aside from that we try to leave a lot of space for it um something that I've found in my current season of life is that sometimes plans are feel more like pressure whereas um, just being able to have like an open Friday night or an open Saturday evening um, and leaving that night open in part because my husband and I have very different capacity for socialization and so okay. <laughs> um, I want to be sensitive to the fact that I could do something every night of the week and the weekend Okay, and be great. And he's like, no, I need, you know, I need time to regroup. I need time to, um, just introvert a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then when there's space for that, then we can kind of decide day of like, is this something that we want to do? Do we want to see people? Mm -hmm. Um, or do we need to just protect this time with our family? And so, we, we usually try to keep Fridays and Saturdays open okay. as much as we can, um, but that won't, it won't always be like that. You know, we'll have probably a lot more commitments with our kids as they get older, and so mm-hmm. we realize that this is kind of a unique season for that. Yeah. We're like, they go to bed at 7.30, so we're kind of... <laughs> it's like, unless you bring the pack and plays over, right. like, we have a little bit of a deadline here. Right, we have a hard start and a hard stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good because, yeah, sometimes we can just fill things up. And and to, to me and my personality, it's like, if I don't fill things up, then I feel like we're never going to see anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. But I've seen how God has like placed opportunities, like you're saying of keeping something open. Mm-hmm. And then that day, like he brings something to your mind or a family or a person to your mind. You're like, Oh, let's just reach out and see if they want to hang out, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, we have this thing that we're going to do with our family here at home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's good to like have both of those things. Yeah. And that's not to say we never have plans because we, we do often end up making plans, but mm-hmm. It's just this idea of like, hey, let's leave at least one of those days, mm-hmm. either Friday or Saturday open. Um, that way, if we need to just, you know, not see people, we've got the margin. Then you can. <laughs> we can. But then if we're feeling like, okay, we've had a pretty good day, like we, you know, there's an opportunity or maybe let's invite people over. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been really blessed by like last minute invitations from you guys or yeah. Being able to say, like, hey, we're going to grill some food if anyone wants to come join us. Yes, yes. And I I remember that over the summer. It was fun. Like, there was just a few couples that we would just be like, hey, we're grilling hot dogs. If anyone wants to come, like, bring your, you know, bring a side. And then we all brought chips, and it was great. The kids love chips, but (laughs) no veggies in sight. But (laughs) But fun was had by all, so. Yeah. The kids had a great time. They did. <laughs> well, and that's the thing with really small children. It's I feel like it's important to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm trying to teach my kids how to be flexible, so I need to be flexible as well. Like, they might not have had a great day. They might not 
they might need some space. They might yeah. not, and you know, not be ready to socialize or be overstimulated. And so I try to leave space for that. But then two with other people, I also, um, try to hold plans with a really open hand. So like if someone is like, Hey, I'm not feeling well, or, um, my kids just kind of not having a great day and they need to cancel or reschedule, like also just letting, letting them do that without feeling any sort of, um, hard feelings. Yeah. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Yeah. yeah. When you have an expectation or like, this is our plan for the day and then it doesn't happen. It's, yeah, it just almost takes that expectation ahead of time of you ha- saying like, it might not happen right. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that applies more to like making new friends than it mm-hmm. does to like, you know, if you had a friend who like consistently canceled plans, that would be a totally different conversation that you may want to have with them but Mm -hmm. for me when it comes to making new friends like I I realize that there are things that come up and we've spent the last two years dealing with a pandemic and I would rather people feel safe and comfortable than sure you know feeling like pressure to show up right right yeah that's very true um the other thing I was thinking about was in our neighborhood um we had like the older generation of couples that had lived here for a long time that then invited like the next generation with really young kids to get together yeah um and I know that was something that we had talked about of just like how cool it was to see all these younger families coming together but they were coming together because the generation above us had intentionally planned that yeah and I don't know I just feel like that's an encouraging thing and I think it's encouraging for other people to think too like okay what kind of future are we building mm-hmm. as being intentional with the people in our neighborhood and how does that impact then the generation after us yeah. so I don't know if that like resonated with you too or just thinking about other ways you know to make that community happen yeah absolutely I mean what's really special about our neighborhood is that a lot of the families um, who've raised their children here are believers and they were very intentional about how they prayed for the neighborhood mm-hmm. and how they raised their children here. And I think that that legacy is what has led to a lot of those children who are now adults and have children of their own moving back into this neighborhood. Yeah, I'm not one of them, um, but we moved in and we just kind of feel like we stumbled upon this treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had been praying for years about where the Lord was calling us to. And even specifically that um, we would be able to be in a community. I say like this, but we didn't know this existed. Like we didn't know something this special existed. Mm-hmm. But a community where we all wanted to send our kids to public school together you know, send our kids to out into the community um, and to be intentional together. Um, I'm rambling, but <laughs> no, I just think it's encouraging, and yeah. and it gives you know anyone that might be moving into a new place encouragement of like, you know, praying about it, and then mm-hmm. God will provide, and God will open your eyes to the, those people. But it does take that intentional time and effort to create that. Yeah. I I really feel fortunate because I think a lot of people who are searching for homes right now are like, I just want to find a neighborhood where there are people with kids my age, kids age and yeah. that I can, you know, raise my kids <clears throat> alongside and um I wish I knew how to tell people how to find that, but I do think praying about it very specifically and boldly is a great place to start. So you are primarily staying at home with your kids right now, um, but you also have started your own photography business. Um, so I would just be curious to know like what prompted you to start your business um, and how that has evolved over time. Sure. Um, so I photography has always been a, a hobby of mine, um, but I was working full-time with one kiddo And we just had a really challenging season. Um, Our house caught on fire. We were not living in it yet, but we were a couple of days 
from moving in and um we you know that kind of flipped our world upside down and it Mm -hmm. turned into a really challenging season where my husband and I were both working full-time we had come into an unexpected complete house renovation that um we were not just mentally or emotionally prepared for um and so we I tried to go down um to part-time with my current or with that current employer and it just wasn't an option for them and it just seemed like every door was closing for me in terms of my career and um what I wanted or what I thought I wanted to do at the time and so I took the leap of faith and just quit my job um and just stayed at home with my kid for a little bit but I did feel this pull to do something outside of just being a stay-at-home mom um in part um are you familiar with the Enneagram yes yes I love the Enneagram I'm a three (laughs) okay (laughs) and um it turns out you cannot goal set your children (laughs) maybe you can I I try really hard but no you're right (laughs) maybe you can but I found that it wasn't healthy for me to put that kind of energy into raising my kids. Um, but I wanted something, something where I could like put that energy into even things like housework. Just, um, it just, I wasn't approaching my stay at home motherhood in a, in a way that was healthy for me. I was Mm. trying to achieve things and it turns out that it's really hard. (laughs) Um, and, and I was finding, like I said, I was finding it wasn't healthy for me to mm-hmm. put that kind of, um, those kinds of stakes on my motherhood and those kinds of, um, that kind of pressure on myself as a stay-at-home mom to, you know, have goals around things like the house being clean and um, what my kids are learning and, you know, different things like that. So um, I was just picking up my camera when I could and thought maybe it would be fun to take pictures of kids other than my own (laughs) and so I just started offering um for a couple of friends to take their kids photos like their family photos for free um just as a way to like see if this is something I'd even enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and I found that I really enjoyed it and that I was starting to get people asking for me to do their photos um so many so that I was like, I probably should charge some money because I can't be gone this much from my family without doing that. And so I just kind of fell into it as a business. I wasn't really thinking like, oh, I could be a professional photographer. And some of that is just the imposter syndrome that we all know and love. Um, That, you know, that those lies in the back of my head, like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not, um, you haven't, you don't have the right equipment. You don't have the right, um, like, once you run out of friends and family to take pictures of, who's going to want you to yeah. take their photo? <laughs> um, I mean, I could list a dozen of a dozens of reasons that I was afraid to take that step. But fortunately, the Lord just kept providing opportunities and people who said yes and people who inquired. And so... Um, I just kept doing it <laughs> and I definitely I did invest in um, online courses and from the get-go I feel like the best some of the best decisions that we made were to invest in things that would um, help me be more efficient in my business so that I wasn't trying to run a full-time business in 20 hours a week or yeah you know part-time business in 40 you know (laughs) 40 hours a week it just um it's really easy for all of the tasks to overwhelm and I knew that if I was going to do this well that that would be something that I would have to figure out from the beginning and have systems in place from the beginning because um like I said I didn't my goal was not to work Mm full-time um and so, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. I think it's cool that it just came, you know, from something you enjoyed doing. And it wasn't like you were setting out, like, I'm going to start my own business. But it just 
happened. I think that's so true for a lot of people. It's kind of funny because I did feel this like pull to start a business, but I wasn't aware that it was going to be a photography business. Oh, okay. Like I had been brainstorming with a friend about like maybe, you know, doing flower arranging or, um, you know, doing retail or something Mm. like like starting a retail business, like a boutique or something. Um, and this just kind of happened. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I like that, you know, you were recognizing in yourself, like I need something to do besides just being home and like realizing that need in you of, um, and that desire for something like that. So it's cool that, you know, you listen to that because I think it can be hard to think, you know, I should just be, you know, it's like those shoulds that you hear, like you Mm -hmm. said, in the back of your head of like, I should just be content, you know, like doing this, whether it's staying at home, whether it's working another job or whatever, but that you were willing to kind of listen to those nudges that God was giving you. Well, and I think for me, it's an opportunity to be creative and it's Mm -hmm. an opportunity to serve as well and that that was important to me um I didn't know what that would look like before I started but um I knew that I wanted to use my time to serve others too and I do feel like I get to serve people through my work and that's really rewarding to be able to um I work with a lot of new moms who Mm -hmm. just had their first baby and to be able to um, help that new mom through a really challenging season where, you know, postpartum, a lot of moms aren't feeling great about how they look or even how they feel. Um, there could have been some sort of trauma with the birth. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're figuring out how to feed the baby. They're not getting great sleep. And um, I just get this privilege of walking into their home and being able to just meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. and tell them, hey, you're beautiful, you're valued, your family is beautiful, and then to capture that for them, it's, I mean, it's an honor, and it's really intimate, too. Yeah, I I was just thinking, like, that postpartum stage is so intimate, like, you don't just invite anyone into your home during that stage, and that is really cool that you get to go in, and like you said, just like honor the mom and of course honor the baby too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone wants to see the cute baby pictures, but yeah, it's such a vulnerable time for a mom. And I think that's really, really special and important. I wish, I mean, I had people take my picture, but you know, it, yeah. it's so cool that you get as a, as another woman mm-hmm. to come in and just be like, Hey, like, how are you doing? <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's really, that's really special. I love yeah. that. That's a motivation. Yeah. I get to kind of, listen to what's going on in the new mom's world and Mm -hmm. um I mean I'm not a big fan of offering advice in general but just being able to like you know empathize and you know ask them questions that hopefully help them feel cared for while I'm taking their baby's photos I mean it's just it's really special and I know that like there are quite a few new moms who I like knew or like had like mutual acquaintances with that after I did their photos I'm like wow I feel like I really know you now Mm -hmm. and um it really is such a privilege yeah that's cool um as you're you know running this business and you talked about like investing in things that help you be more efficient um what are some of those things that you do to like I don't know. I think it would just be hard to prioritize like, okay, this is the time I'm with my kids and then this is the time that I'm working. So how, yeah. how do you differentiate between those two? Yeah. I mean, it can get hard, especially during busy seasons. I, um, I spend money on client management software that includes, um, my scheduling as well as all of my contracts. Cause I think it's really important to keep things legal mm-hmm. and, um, it protects both parties and um, so it has all of my, my scheduling, my contracts, uh, keeps track of all my communication with my moms, and just make sure that I am being professional in the moment when I've got, like, toddlers <laughs> climbing over <laughs> me. Um, it, it just, 
I think it provides legitimacy. And when you're spending the kind of money that is an investment when it comes to photography, um, I don't want a mom ever feeling like she's being forgotten or that she's not investing her money in someone who's going to take care of her or who's going to take care of her. Um, I mean, like I said, investment, you know, photography is a luxury. It's not a need. And so, um, a lot of my families, they're not, you know, they're not spending lots of money on lots of different things. They, they've decided, Hey, photography is really important to us. Yeah. And so, um, not everyone has like thousands of dollars to throw around. Right. And so when you do invest in photography, I want you to know that your investment is going to be taken care of. It's mm-hmm. going to be taken seriously. I'm not just going to, you know, not respond to you or <laughs> I, I just feel like that level of profe- professionalism helps ease and helps create trust. And yeah. I feel like trust is really important when you're getting your photos taken. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so that program that you use, mm-hmm. do you just like have um, pre-made like drafts of different things and you're able to send those? I do. I and I created all of those drafts. So okay. I essentially created a workflow for each type of inquiry that I get. Okay. And then based on the type of inquiry, I'll I have certain messages that my workflow will tell me like, "Hey, this is your next message." I could automate that, but I do still look at it, look at it before yeah. I send it, <laughs> and I I still like personally send press send because um, you know, things just slip through the cracks or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that person asks like a specific question in their inquiry and I don't want to just like send them an, a robot email. Right. Right. But having at least the, the outline and the format there for me helps me pretty quickly be able to send things even from an app on my phone, which is, okay. it allows me to be, um, just a little bit quicker to respond, which I feel like is important. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it helps you because, like you said, if a toddler is, like, you know, chewing on your arm or something, you can still, like, quickly respond and and be timely in that, so. Right. So I feel like it helps me because I don't need to, like, stop and go to my computer to Mm. send an email, nor do I have to you know, wait three days to be able to communicate with someone. Yeah. Um, that might not be the best system for everyone, but that's a great system for me because um, while I don't want to work every day, clicking send doesn't feel like work, if that makes sense. So sure. that's, I mean, it's kind of a, a loose boundary, but that's that's a, a boundary that I've set is just that I'm not going to be sitting at my computer every day with, yeah. With photography work. Okay. No, I think I think that's really a good idea. And, you know, I think there's probably moms that are, you know, trying to, to balance that. Like, mm-hmm. when do I check my work emails? And, um, yeah, I, um, I think probably because we had talked about this prior, I had started doing that too, where I had my email drafts already written. Mm-hmm. And then it was an easy, like, okay, I can just put this into a new email and change the details to fit that person based on like, you know, if it's, Hey, your episode's being released, like just change the date that it comes out yeah, and click send and, and it's done. And that's really easy for me and doesn't have to be this long drawn out process. Yeah. I'm so glad that's been helpful. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good, it's a good balance. <laughs> yes. And then in terms of how I use my other time, I have, um, childcare once a week for photography. So they, okay. um, it's a college student who comes who I found on care.com okay. and she comes on Thursdays and watches the kids all day. And that's typically when I either schedule photo shoots, if it's a newborn session or, um, I'll usually do like a photo shoot in the morning and then I'll add it in the afternoon. And then if I don't get my editing done, then I will spend extra time, um, Usually my husband and I will decide together, like, when is some time that I can set aside to do some photography work? Um, And if it's really busy, then I will edit while I watch TV in the evening with my husband. (laughs) I don't mind doing that. Yeah. I don't think it's for everyone, but um, I, I have enough of a 
rhythm when it comes to editing that and I'm consistent enough in camera that it's not a huge time suck for me. Okay. Um, and it's not something that requires my mental attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to figure out is, and I, I try to batch work as well. So like if I have two photo shoots in a week, I'll do all of the... Maybe I'm getting too technical. No, I love it. I was just laughing because of the lazy genius <laughs> talks yes. about batch batching things. And I'm like, that, I know where she got yes. that from. Okay. So say I have two newborn photo shoots um, in a week. I will use Lightroom, which is an editing software, to do all of the, um, the lighting and the coloring adjustments. And then I will use Photoshop to do any of the... Um, retouching for the for babies I usually will retouch their skin a little bit I'll smooth it out I'll remove acne and redness and then oftentimes there's I take photos of babies on like plain backdrops okay and so sometimes there's some smoothing of wrinkles on backdrops or I'll need to extend the backdrop further than what I was able to get in my camera okay and so what I'm learning to do is to do first all of my Lightroom editing and in fact, I'll get even more detailed with I you. I love it. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'll cull, which is where you, when you upload your photos, your what photos you choose you're actually going to deliver to your client. That's called culling. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to give you a picture if one of one of your eyes are closed or sure. <laughs> like if it was a bad angle. And, and there aren't a ton of those. Or sometimes I just take like three of the same photo and it's like, that's not necessary to send right. someone three of the same photo. And so I'll call first okay. and I'll do that for every photo shoot of that week. And then if I have time, I'll do it next. If not, I'll do it some other time. I'll do my Lightroom, my coloring and lighting adjustment. And then after that, I'll do my Photoshop. And usually what happens is by the time I get to Photoshop, it I'm out of time, but then I can do that very easily in front of the TV. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> that is just like a lot of repetitive mm-hmm. clicking and fine, you know, it's almost like drawing. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I think lots of people could do that kind of a process of like doing all of one step for multiple projects like together and then going to the next step. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I can't tell you how many times I've thought, oh man, I have this gallery that I need to deliver. And then I'll open up the gallery and I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I did that step already. (laughs) And then I only have this one step left instead of, I have to edit that entire gallery from start to finish in one sitting. Mm -hmm. That can almost feel more daunting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good tip. I think... Lots of people can try that, whether it's batch cooking or batch photo editing. I love it. (laughs) Well, um, I have three questions that we always end our episodes with. Um, So the first one, and this is my favorite, what is something that is saving your life right now? Well, you gave a little teaser for it (laughs) just a minute ago, but... um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of The Lazy Genius. If you haven't listened to her podcast, I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, but one of the things that she recommends that I often will do is planning out my meals for a month, which sounds really crazy, but actually um, it's not that hard. And in fact, I love it. when Once I've done it, I'm so excited to order my groceries for the week because I do not go into Kroger right now. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's another thing that's saving your life. <laughs> another thing that saves my life is Kroger pickup. Yes. Um, but I will just, I have like kind of a list of all the meals that my family loves to make and they're seasonal. And I think you do that, that mm-hmm. too a little yep. bit. Yeah. Um, and I will just kind of plug away. Okay. On Mondays, I know Mondays are a busy day for me. So I need something that's either like a crock pot meal or a sheet pan meal. And so I'll plug in one of those Okay. for you know, every Monday. And then on Tuesdays, like we like to have tacos on Tuesdays. So I'll plug in all the different kinds of tacos, one per week. And then, um, Wednesdays we eat dinner with my parents. Thursdays, it's usually I'm exhausted. So something, (laughs) there's a theme here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time to cook. Um, no. So, so that's one of, uh, one of the things that 
is saving my life is having meals completely planned out and makes grocery shopping a lot faster as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes, I plan for the week, but I and a little bit of like we'll do. I usually do tacos on Wednesdays because I have worship team practice, and it's like cook up some ground beef, call it a day. Yeah. The girls eat it, Mike eats it. It's great, yes. but and that does help, like having those categories a little bit. But mm-hmm. mm, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and you can keep it loose too, right? Like, say Monday turns out not to be a great night for shrimp, or Thursday it's like beautiful out and you want to turn on the grill like you can switch it up a little bit Mm -hmm. but just knowing like hey I have the groceries for this meal right is just a great place to start yeah so you don't have to like try and put something together okay what is your family's like favorite meal at the moment oh favorite meal I feel like mine would be different from my family's (laughs) um mine is probably right now crock pot burrito bowls Okay. So you do the chicken ahead of time, and then at the last, like, 30 minutes, throw in some minute rice. Oh, in the crock pot. In the crock pot. Minute rice is the key. Okay. And then for 30 minutes, and then you shred the chicken, put that back in with beans and cheese, and then um, you can, like, dice up avocado, cilantro, put Mm. some salsa use tortilla chips but it's just a great like there's something for everyone in it and it didn't take any effort at all yeah oh that's a good one I'll have to try the minute rice okay yes I have to get that I don't have minute rice I don't either (laughs) I am two years ago I bought the Costco rice and we're finally getting to the end of it so you're like minute rice here we come yeah yeah well no I just because I got that recipe I was like I guess I'll try it now yeah (laughs) what is something that you are reading or listening to right now yes um I am listening to it's like a guilty pleasure of mine I really love the Brian Baumgartner podcast Um, okay it was the office deep dive and now he's doing off the beat where he's interviewing actors um, from different like sitcoms and um I, I really loved the office podcast because he did a deep dive on the photography and cinematography of the office and it helped shape some of like the heart behind why I'm taking photos. I mean, oh, he okay. talks about beauty and the ordinary, and I mean, you never would think that about the office, but when you think about it, like, yeah, that is what it's about is right. beauty and ordinary things. And yeah, that's part of my mission as a photographer is to help show someone, hey, your ordinary life is beautiful. Mm hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've listened to the Office Ladies podcast, but it got to be a little much. Like, going through every single episode, I was like, they really can't do this, right? But I guess they do. I do listen to that one, too. But if you can't tell, I'm an Office fan. (laughs) So it's almost like I'm getting to watch it again while I'm listening Mm because I can picture every scene. (laughs) And if you haven't noticed, I also like to have things on while okay. I'm working. Yeah. So, like, I can edit with the TV on. I can, mm-hmm. you know, do some writing while I'm listening to a podcast. So that's kind of, that's something I enjoy to do. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to put that on my list. <laughs> well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Um, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would want to share or um, any ways that we can be supporting you um, as a listener or connecting with you. We'll um, put your links in the show notes, but um, if you just want to tell us how we can connect with you as well. Yeah. So um, I, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, love doing this. <laughs> um, would love to connect with anyone on Instagram. That's probably the place I can be most easily found and my handle is just my name and my business Ashley Conrad photography um so I'd love to see y'all there and that's a huge way that you can support me too is just by following and um sharing and if you know anyone who is interested in that kind of photography have them reach out yeah great well we will have all of that in the show notes for people to find you and thank you again for coming on Thank you for having me. This is fun.
Loved, loved, loved this conversation. It was so fun to talk with Ashley and just get to know her better and pick her brain on how are some ways that we can initiate with people? How are some ways that we can find community? How can we be intentional in our weekly, daily, monthly rhythms to have that community come a little bit more naturally? So I hope that some of those ideas that we talked about are ones that you could just take today, tomorrow, this week and apply. You know, maybe you just have to text someone and say, hey, what does next week look like for you? Do you want to meet up at a park? Or, hey, I'm going to have the grill on this week because the weather is nice. And would you want to come over and just bring your own hot dogs? You know, whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to feel like you are hosting a grand event. It's just an invitation and it's just one step towards someone else. So I loved this conversation. I'm really excited for you to apply it and to share this with someone else. You know, maybe, you know, little plug here, but maybe one step with someone would be to share this episode with them or share another episode of the podcast or any podcast. I don't really care, but if it's mine, that would be great. Um, but you know, just, that's an easy way to initiate with someone. If you don't really know them super well, just say, hey, I was listening to this today and it made me think of you. You know, listen to it as well. Or I was reading this book and I thought it was really cool. You told me that you like to read, you know, whatever. It's just finding those little connections. Um, So I hope it's encouraging to you. Thank you to Ashley for coming on and If you would like to connect with Ashley, we have all of her links in the show notes. So her Instagram account, um, her website. So if you would have a newborn or your family would like to get their pictures taken, she is wonderful. Her photos are beautiful. So please go check those out. And after we recorded, she talked to me and showed me how she like poses these newborns and all of the little intricacies that go into that. And it is amazing. And she's really good at what she does. So if you have a newborn, please, please, please hire Ashley because she is wonderful. She will make your baby look beautiful. And more importantly, or just as as importantly, she will make you feel and look beautiful as well. So thank you for listening today. If you are new to the podcast, we do have a website, which is www.frontporchlife.net. And you can listen to all of our episodes there as well as check out blog posts, um, some devotionals that I wrote, just lots of ways to connect with more people that are trying to live this front porch life lifestyle. Also, you can follow the show on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, with the handle Front Porch Life Podcast. Have a great week and we will see you back here next Tuesday.